we are tonight's entertainment, as the Joker said in The Dark Knight. Uh, we are not we, me and Chris. Bigelow's not on the, this episode. Me and Chris are live from the Stanley Hotel right now. Uh, we're in room 401, which is one of the more haunted rooms in the hotel. And today we're just going to be talking about ghosts. And we also just finished watching uh, some Dr. Pimple Popper, <laughs> which was interesting to say the least. And um, some sports stuff happened, obviously, that I want to talk about. But hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie! Let's boogie. If you have crack, let's boogie. <laughs> no one is going into your asshole. Well, I wouldn't let him without the crack. Yeah, like I said, we just got finished with watching uh, Dr. Pimple Popper. Which was a YouTube account that was pretty popular. Uh, now they have their own TV show. Yeah, and um, it was bad because uh, you would have like 10 minute long commercial breaks, it seemed <laughs> like, and you're waiting to see these yeah. disgusting things come out of these people's bodies. And I just. The like, one that we just saw was uh, like this 70 year old man. <clears throat> and he basically had like a third hand growing off of his shoulder. Yeah. And like the tip of it had like blood and pus coming out of it. And it was pretty disgusting. And she like pulled it out and she was like, oh, it looks like a flower. And it literally looked like <laughs> it looked like a glove. Like it looked like yeah. the size of, 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 of an adult hand. It was disgusting. But. Yeah, and she uh, kept saying that it. Oh, it's like a flower. It's like a flower. No, <laughs> and he called it Chip because it was on his shoulder. Chip and, off the old shoulder. And then when they took it off, yeah. he was like, "Oh, look, you you finally got that chip <laughs> off your shoulder." And we both just looked at each other and just wanted to throw something yeah. at the TV and destroy it. Yeah, but and we, there was also one of uh, this like twenty six year old woman who fell down the stairs. And apparently, like, that just makes something basically grow on your butt. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it it wasn't a growth. But uh, she ended up just getting liposuction, getting it basically sucked out. And, like... (laughs) It just looked like scar tissue. And, like, I kept saying during the entire episode, I was like, why do these people not just go to the doctor instead of going on TV? Like, they can have this solved... Within a week, probably. Yeah, instead of going to a pimple popper. Like, the first guy... So, so 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 there were three people on the episode that we saw, which was the girl with <laughs> the shit on her butt, literally <laughs> just shit yeah. smeared all over her <laughs> ass as she goes into the doctor's office. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, what? Uh, the the chip on the shoulder guy and um, the first guy had like seven lumps on his head and he took his wedding pictures with the lumps on his head. Yeah. And I'm just like, go to the doctor, <laughs> get it taken off and then maybe take your pictures after that. Like, yeah, I know he said that like pretty much all of his pictures, like from his 
every well for basically all the wedding stuff was photoshopped like dude <laughs> yeah how about it's, just yeah. like in, instead of exactly like, what you just said but yeah. still like <laughs> it was it it was Go just to the doctor it was just dumb but it was uh it was kind of satisfying uh but at the same time disgusting cuz yeah. um i mean i can see why people would watch it but the dude with his lumps i forgot the last one that she did sprayed all over her face oh, and onto her mask <laughs> thank god she was wearing a mask because that that shit was a geyser yeah it was disgusting but uh yeah i find those shows really satisfying um i don't know if you've ever seen the, have you seen the youtube videos yeah i mean they would always pop up on like the recommended feed or like trending I yeah know, i know they would go on the trending page but like but now it's a tv show so it yeah, sucks but it's on like, tlc <laughs> on on the youtube videos that they did they did those videos that were like some dude's nose would be like covered in like uh what do you call those when they're blackheads yeah blackheads and she would like take that spoon thing oh. and just drag it down yeah. and all the shit would come out and i just it was disgusting but it was so satisfying at the same time uh but yeah, we were having a good time watching that, watching some South Park too, and The Office. Uh, yeah, but just a bunch of generic, you know, basic hotel c- cable. Yeah, it's mainly because the Wi-Fi sucks. But yeah, uh, we are we're still here. We're recording. It's twelve. It's twelve thirteen a.m. on uh, Friday, and um, Friday, March eighth. Yeah, I forgot to say that in the yeah. intro. Whoops. Uh, but real quick before we get into the ghost stuff, got to give a shout out to Manchester United. Uh, uh, they brought, uh, they didn't bring their best guys, but they came out with one of the best Champions League Champions League victories in history. Uh, they were losing two to zero in the first leg, and they came back and won three to one in the second. And because of the away goal rule. Um, they, uh, they won, um, even though it was a tie on goals and they had 10 of their senior players injured and the goal to win the game was taken by Marcus Rashford, uh, my favorite player who that was his first penalty he had ever taken for the team in one of the hardest moments I would assume to take that. Yeah. And it was just awesome. I've never been so happy as a United fan, and I just want to give a quick shout out. Weren't you watching that game in class, or weren't you watching like highlights? Yes, I'm hoping none of my teachers listen to this. But uh, oh. no, <laughs> n- no, I'm kidding. But uh, no, I was I was watching it on mute in my lap while we were having um, a conversation about a film that we had watched, and I could barely contain my excitement, but I did. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't really give a crap about school the rest of the day. But then you showed up, and then you've been here for like a day. Yeah, I mean that drive up. I drove up alone, uh, all the way from Lincoln, uh, about seven and a half hours. I think it was. Um, pretty much just, I listened to the Game of Thro- a Game of Thrones, uh, the first book. Pretty good. It's coming Got, back. Yeah. We're both big Game of Thrones people and yeah. couldn't be more excited. I actually saw some news recently that my 
brother sent me a tweet that was um, something along the lines of that the Battle of Winterfell is going to be the biggest battle in cinematic history. Seriously? Like it's going to have the most screen time and the biggest budget put towards it and then like the most probably not the most extras and people but like it's well, there's would, it's going to have the most time dedicated to it. Would that be the first episode? I think it's going to span multiple episodes. Like I'm pretty sure from from what I've been able to tell, it kind of seems like this season is going to be taking place a lot in Winterfell. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and in the North in general. Okay, I, I really hate to, like, spoil season seven, but I kind of want to have this conversation with Matt. Yeah, let's... So if, if, if you're currently watching Game of Thrones... Uh, trying to catch up. Yeah, trying to catch up. Go ahead and skip about five minutes, because um, I really want to get Matt's input on this. Um, especially with season eight coming up. So at the end of season seven, um, the I think it's Viserys, the dead dragon, uh, the Night King's dragon. I the, think so. So when they finally blew through the wall, do you think that was like something that Bran would have seen in the future? Or do you think that's going to be like, that's how it's, that's how the first episode's going to start off is when, they just show up at Winterfell because I feel, I feel like they can't just play that and then well just go right into. I don't think they're going to go straight. I think uh, I think the Battle of Winterfell will start probably at the end of the first episode because, if I can recall, I haven't seen the first season for a long time, but the journey up to the Wall from Winterfell seems like a good amount of time. Yeah. So, and I know like. The dead don't stop, obviously, but um, uh, and they have a dragon, <laughs> so like, yeah. I also feel like that. I mean, plus you kind of need like that whole episode to yeah. like set it up. Yeah, exactly. It probably won't come. Actually, now that I think about it, it probably won't come at the end of the episode, but it'll probably come in the last third. Yeah, because I think you need setup for these characters that have never met each other and yeah. now they're meeting for the first and time. And I know um, John and Daenerys were on their way back to Winterfell, so I think it's pretty much going to be both of them get there and... Then it's just straight into yeah, it? Yeah, it's just straight into it. It'll be interesting to see, but, but that's but yeah. April... April 27th. N- right? No, April 14th. Yeah. The f- yeah, 14th. Um, let me make sure. But... I've been looking forward to it because, I mean, the break between seasons has been pretty long. Um, I think the only other show that I've anticipated more is probably Mindhunter Season 2. If you've never seen Mindhunter, I've told all of my friends in my film class to watch that, but that's probably the best show on Netflix. But uh, Game of Thrones, what is it? April? April 14th is when it's coming. So at least we have a set date for that, unlike Mindhunter, which has been like 15 months since the last season aired, and they haven't given out a release date, so that's awesome. But uh, we're both pretty excited for it. But um, anyways, we got to get into the main topic of discussion. Yes. We spent some money to uh, be here, and now we're here. What was that? 
No idea. You heard that, right? <laughs> I heard that. Um, okay, so as soon as we got into our discussion on the Stanley, the dresser sitting in front of us that holds the TV, um, something just tapped on the wood, and we both heard that clear as day. I don't know if you heard that uh, through the mic, but uh, we have not heard that yet. That is yeah, that's, something that's completely new, and it sounded like it was over there, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, we got here, and we honestly, I didn't really feel a vibe or an energy change when we got in here um, to the hotel in general, and we didn't really feel anything um, in the room. I mean, obviously, we were a bit anxious because, you know, there's backstory to the whole place. Yeah. But um, the very wonderful lady that checked us in gave us a piece of paper that has the backstory. We are in room 401, uh, and it says here on this piece of paper, um, a male ghost who some believe to be Lord Dunraven is reported to be in this room. Although he never visited the hotel in life, as it was built 20 years after he left Estes Park, it was built on land he once owned. In the closet, uh, which we will get to, um, women feel their hair being played with, an arm around their shoulder or waist, or a hand moving up the back of their leg. Men don't feel particular, particularly welcome in this room sometimes, as they have felt someone is pre- pressing them into bed or their jewelry disappearing. This was the room where Jason of the Ghost Hunters television show had his drinking glass, which was set on the nightstand, which I'm sleeping next to, implode while he was sleeping. The closet door also opened and closed on its own. And speaking of that, we were here for... I would say about maybe two hours. We were in the room for about two hours. No, because we, we got here at like two. We got here at noon. No, we got here at like 1.30. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, But, I mean, we still, we had still only been up here for a short amount of time because we had been walking around the hotel, and uh, we came back up to it, drop it, drop some stuff off. It, it happened at about 6. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was in the bathroom. And I'm, I was just laying down on the bed watching TV, kind of on my phone, uh, really kind of just relaxing almost, and... Um, the closet's to our right, um, and it <laughs> literally sounded like someone had turned the knob and opened the door, and yeah, sure enough, I mean, I kind of processed it for a little bit, and then I immediately said, Matt, get the fuck out here. Yeah, I he, need you to get the fuck out I here. just, like, I just, like, I didn't hear, I was just sitting on the toilet doing my business and I just hear Chris he's like Matt Matt get the fuck out here right now something just happened and I'm like dude turn on the camera right now and he's like I can't turn on the camera so then I come out here because I'm like really confused on what's going on because uh I mean we hadn't experienced anything at all and um sure enough I walk out here and I look at him and he's like the closet door just opened and I'm like, no way. And I look over, and the closet door is slightly ajar. Um, and he's, like, obviously shook up by it. And it was weird because, like, if he would have done it, I would have heard him stepping on the floor to get to the closet because the wood creaks when you 
step down. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, dude. And he, he started to like tell me about what happened and like his reaction to it. And I was like, no, dude, don't tell me I want to get this on camera because I'm trying to shoot like this, like video, like this long, like film type thing. And I can't turn on my camera. And it's weird because I have never had this problem with this camera before. I'm turning the 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 on and off button side to side, won't turn on. I check the battery and it's completely dead. And it was at about 75% when I had last used the camera about um, 20 to 30 minutes ago. And it was crazy because the camera shuts off automatically. There was no way it could have been drained. So even if Chris would have opened the door, um, which I don't think that he did because, I mean, we're both here to, to try and, like, get some type of confirmation that something is a bit fishy here. But even if he would have done that, you cannot explain a battery completely draining. And that's, like, one of the telltale signs of, like, a spirit trying to manifest. It, like, uses some type of energy. But, um, yeah, we've just been, after that, like, we were really shook up. And we were like, oh, this, there, there might be something to this. Are you seeing something? Or are you just uh, on edge? I mean, I kind of just thought it's fine. I, it no, was you just could. a shadow. Oh, okay. But that kind of Wait, like it was a shadow that moved? I mean, I just thought I saw something. But oh, okay. I'm kind of thinking that I'm crazy. Because we're talking about it. And yeah. We're sitting in a haunted room. Yeah, we are a, <laughs> We are a little bit on edge. Uh, but um, so then we we left the room and then we went on the tour. Good tour. Yeah, uh, we I, had a guy named Cody uh, who knew a lot about the place. And uh, we took a lot of pictures uh, because pictures are encouraged. And I think we caught maybe a few orbs. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually caught, um, so that was the concert hall, right? The, this one's at? Yeah. So uh, we're staying in the actual hotel, and the concert hall is about a stone's throw away, um, not too far of a walk. Um, and basically, it's just this auditorium almost. Yeah. Um, and I took a picture of the stage itself, and I took three pictures, and the same orb is in the same exact spot um, on the top left or top right corner. Um, and yeah, I mean, and it's not your finger. Yeah, I made sure that it was not my finger, and um, we also went to the break room. It was like an employee break room. Yeah, and there's this there's this spirit named Paul down there that apparently like if you ask him about booze, he'll tell you about bourbon and whiskey and stuff. And uh, he also is like the type of dude who like will yell at people to like get out. Mm-hmm. And Chris took a picture of me. And, and I mean, there's one, two, three, four. There's four different. Where's orbs. the fourth one? Right there. Right by oh. the couch. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's four orbs. Um, and if you don't know what orbs are, it's basically just, that's what the ghost is apparent. Like it's, it's like the simplest form that it can take without using too much energy. And, um, you pretty much just, 
I don't know if you have to use flash. You don't have to use flash photography, do you? You can no. just take a regular picture. No. But, um, yeah, I got one, two, three, four, five, six. And it was just weird on that because like six different orbs and some, the- some weird, that might be a reflection of the other person's flash, but yeah, that's definitely weird. Um, but, uh, it was definitely, um, interesting just mm-hmm. because, um, we weren't, uh, I tried to like tell you like, oh, that's probably your finger. Cause it's in the exact same spot in every picture. Yeah. But, um, he was taking like five pictures and it wouldn't go away from the exact same spot. But then when, when we went down to the basement, it was gone and he was like holding his phone like the same way and trying to take the same picture. But, um, that was pretty cool. But, um, nothing really happened on the tour outside of taking pictures of orbs and stuff. But then we got back, uh. We got back into the hotel room and have just been kind of hanging out for like an hour or so. And about an hour ago, um, I turned the camera on because, you know, I need to get more footage for this film. And um, I was talking about I was talking to Chris about how wouldn't be a fan of getting kicked or anything like that, because apparently spirit in here is aggressive. Um, and uh, as I'm saying this, I'm hunched over and Chris's behind me and I swear like there's like this like warm roundish thing that like goes into my back that uh I thought was Chris and Chris was like leaning back away from me and I was like don't touch me while I'm filming you asshole and and he just started laughing he was like dog I didn't like touch you at all so uh that was a that was a bit weird. I can't really explain that either. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I can promise you it wasn't me, but you know, I really don't want to get touched in the middle of the night. Um, that is probably one of the most, I mean, that's probably one of the high up on your list. Yeah. I really don't want that to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, don't touch me. (laughs) Like, Don't touch me there. That's my no-no square. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's funny because, like, on this sheet, it specifically says that, like, uh, men have felt someone pressing them into their bed while they're sleeping. So, uh, you picked a bad room, I think. Or they picked a bad room for us. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, um, I felt a little bit of a cold spot down by my foot, which was a bit weird. But um, we were kind of pissed when we first got here because it wasn't, like, active at all. Yeah. But it was also during the day, and now that it's nighttime, we're we're a little bit freaked out. Yeah. I definitely think since we've gotten here, like, the later it's gotten, the more activity that we've seen. I mean, I know you were telling me, uh, like— Ah oh, shoot! I think it was when we were in the car that like three in the morning is like the witching hour. Yeah, three a.m. is the witching hour because it's a mocking of the Trinity. Yeah. So hopefully within, <laughs> I mean, two and a half hours. I mean, <laughs> really hoping 
nothing too extreme happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is... Uh, definitely been an experience to remember i'm glad that we've done it just to say that we've been able to do it but um a little backstory behind some of the other rooms just because i have this paper in front of me and it's kind of cool um obviously we couldn't get 237 and i don't think we i don't think i even tried to get 237 because i just have a feeling 237 for those who don't know is like the main room that the uh, the shining movie and book is like centered around. And, uh, I just have a feeling that, um, or I had a feeling when I was going to rent a room that that would be booked or more expensive than any other room. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, um, there's a couple rooms on the fourth floor. 407 have, uh, uh, little kids apparently, and uh, uh, says another guest reported feeling someone sit on the edge of the bed, but when she turned the light on, no one was there. She did, however, see an indentation as if someone had just gotten up, which is a bit weird. But 413 is also another one um, that uh, sometimes you see a man standing in the corner in old-fashioned clothes. <laughs> Which is not, I mean, I've said on this podcast before, I think twice, like one of my biggest fears, I shouldn't be saying this in this room because if there's a spirit present with us, it's probably listening. One of my biggest fears is to wake up in the middle of the night and to see someone standing there. And uh, Lord Dunraven, if you're here with us, please don't do that. Yeah, please like. Uh, I'm completely fine with being touched. Uh, I'll just think it's Chris and go back to bed, but please, for the love of God, do not, um, do not show yourself. Yeah. Uh, please. Uh, because Lord Dunraven has also been known to stand in the closet. And when you open the closet door, he's in there and I kind of hope he's not in there right now. But if you are, uh, I respect you. I'm not. I really don't want to piss this guy off because I know he's like one of the angrier ones. Uh, I, I, I want to stop talking about him completely. Yeah. So we're just going to move on to four, uh, 418, which is ghost children some more. Some people get tickled and uh, shut up. <laughs> and some of the lights turn on and covers and stuff move around 428 which is the one that i was telling chris i really didn't want to get apparently there's um a cowboy apparently that comes into that room and paces at the foot of the beds um and sometimes if there's a female guest in there tries to like kiss him on the forehead before he like goes away um but 217 um is also a one uh, where um, what was that ghost or the girl spirit's name? Elizabeth Olson. No, uh, it it was Elizabeth. Yeah, basically. Elizabeth, but, I think it was Elizabeth. Uh, Wilson. Elizabeth Wilson. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, but uh, the tour guide told us that like 
she like survived this like massive fire, but then like died in her sleep like a long time later and just like the Stanley and she's here. Mm-hmm. So, um, she, uh, she will unpack your bags for you and like, uh, do your, do your bed for you and like close all your drawers and stuff like that. And like, if it's a girl, she'll like, uh, she'll, what was that? Did you hear that? I just got goosebumps. Did you hear that? I fucking heard that over there. I heard it from the closet. It came from that direction. Bro, I have goosebumps. When you said you got goosebumps, I got goosebumps on my neck. What the hell? It sounded like it literally it to honestly me, it honestly sounded like it came from the closet. To me, I mean, it was just a noise, but wow, that that made my ears perk up so much. But um, that sounded like your coat slid off the chair a little bit to me. That's what it sounded like. Could be. I'm... <laughs> what the fuck? That was so weird. Dude, I don't like this. Um, but we're here so you guys don't have to be. That's the only thing getting me through the night. By the end of this recording, I'm guaranteeing I'm probably going to be shaking a little bit. I hope something else doesn't happen. But uh, where was I? 217. Uh, she makes sure that the female guests have a good night's sleep. But she doesn't like the men in there and gives them, like, nightmares and stuff. I don't – I'm not really sure. But uh, there's there's <laughs> there's another room. I, I'm, like, not wanting to record anymore. I'm getting a little freaked out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, I do know in 217, um, Elizabeth Wilson, uh, she died from a gas leak. Um Supposedly, the power went out in the building, and they had these. Um, no, she didn't die. I I know. Did I say that she died? Yeah, she didn't die in the ho- in the in the accident. Um, but the power went out in the hotel um, back in like 1915, I think, is when she was alive or when she was the housekeeper. But uh, anyways, they had these gas lamp backups. And she went into room 217 um, and with a lit candle and methane gas, obviously, is going to explode. Um, and she, I think she only, she broke both of her ankles. Um, I know probably um, she broke one of her legs, um, but she did not break her spine thanks to um, the corset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so apparently that, (laughs) and it took them three hours, three hours to get her out of the rubble. Um, and all she, all she wanted to do was get better and come and work at the Stanley hotel again. And, uh, I think she passed away like soundly in her sleep or something like that. Bro, I'm still just rattled by, I don't know what that was. But it, like, it sounded to me like your coat moved off the 
chair a little bit, but I didn't see it move. Yeah, I I honestly think it came from the closet. We're looking at two different parts of the room, but I am also deaf in one ear, so um, I'm going to trust Matt's judgment <laughs> on this one. So You can't hear out of your right ear, right? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe my, my hearing is a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, we're going to move into um, our Millennial oh, yeah. Moods of the Week. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Um, I think I'm going to go first. Um, my big yikes of the week is Idris Elba is going to be taking over Will Smith's dead shot in the next Suicide Squad. Um, now, I don't know about you, but... Anything DC related, Suicide Squad, whatever, you know, we just don't, we don't need it. Um, Idris Elba, I honestly think, is a really amazing um, actor. And to see him go into like, I really don't see him as a superhero villain type character. Um, I really didn't see Will Smith as that either, but. Uh, Will Smith, he really pulled it off. Um, but yeah, I really don't think Idris Elba should should be in any superhero movie. Um, yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a really cool guy, but you know, I I honestly see him more as a dramatic role or um, like a romance role or something like that. Um, but yeah, um, my you hate to see it of the week is gonna be. Um Michael Jackson, and more so um, the super fans of Michael Jackson who uh, keep saying that he is completely innocent of all charges. I watched the first part of Finding Neverland and about 30 minutes of the second part and just didn't have time to finish it. But um, from what I can tell, um, aside from uh, if Michael Jackson did uh sexually abused uh the children that he um befriended i think uh whether he did or didn't i think we can all agree he fits the stereotype of a pedophile because like you can't have a 30 year old man befriending 7 to 12 year old boys who are unrelated to him and sleep in the same bed with him and go on tour with him. And, like, I think it's a majority – not a majority. I think it's a big part the parents' fault. I think it's a majority the part Michael Jackson's fault. Obviously, it's not the kid's fault, but it's like – Yeah, I, I mean, if you take away Michael Jackson's fame, take away his music, take away – all the stuff that makes him successful, you just take that 30-year-old man and what he looks like. And what he looks like, and you're going to let your kid go on tour with him? Yeah, and sleep you in the same room as him. stupid to let your kid fucking go with yeah. a dude that looks like that. Yeah, he, he, and he, he literally looks like a nightmare. Like, some of these... Uh, shoot, I was just reading, there's this one kid that... Or there's this one dad of this kid that said, yeah, Michael Jackson kissed my son. 
There's nothing wrong with that. There's definitely There's something wrong with that. There's a thousand things wrong with that. Your son is... I'm going to try and find this because I don't want to misquote anything. Yeah, um, but um, I'm I, I mainly am more upset about anything else than the Michael Jackson superfans who have come to his side and have been like, oh, after many investigations, like nothing has been revealed and all this stuff. And uh, just like... Like saying it like it's 100% false. They're completely discrediting the victims at all. I thought we, um, like, there's been this huge movement, obviously, about believing the victims of sexual assault. So I just don't understand how it can be any different in this case. And, like, the amount of people that reply to tweets from celebrities who have who have come out and been like yeah Michael Jackson did some some crappy stuff and everybody should watch Finding Neverland because it's extremely important and the amount of people that reply to that and, and are just like no there's no way it's 100% false it's just like I mean at a certain point I mean you gotta agree the dude's dead you yeah. can't really do anything about it you can really only... I don't think we'll ever truly know. Yeah. I mean, really the only thing you can do is just stop playing his music. And I haven't listened to a Michael Jackson song in yeah years. It helps. I'm not a fan of his music either. So, I mean, I know his music means a lot to a lot of people, but shouldn't that... I mean, what a person does... And, like, if you have multiple people coming out and saying, like, this is happening, at what point are you going to stop believing the victims just because you like the music? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't let um, – it gets into this whole discussion about the separation of um, art from the artist um, that I don't really think that I really want to get into right now just because it's – 12:45 in the morning and I don't have the brain capacity for it but at a certain point you do have to um I think uh stop supporting an artist because of something they've done outside of their art that just makes I can't comfortably listen to a Michael Jackson song ever again not to say like I'll turn it off ever again but it's like I can't once I've seen Finding Neverland, like it's like I can't get that image out of my mind, and it's kind of like the same thing with uh, XXX. Like when he died, like I obviously felt bad for the dude because that sucked. The dude was like a known domestic abuser, yeah, woman beater, and like I didn't really support his music, even though his music was pretty good. I couldn't comfortably listen to his music knowing that that's who he was. And uh, it's kind of interesting to think about where that line is drawn because uh, it is it is hard to um, accept the fact that maybe some of the things you love is made by the wrong people. But at the same time, I'm rambling at this point. Um, I'm getting into it, and I said I wouldn't. Um, most artists are troubled. And you can't really blame them because a lot of them had hard upbringings and are weird people. But that's my two cents on that. Uh, we can uh, transition into 
Moxie. You know what you got, Jay? You got Moxie. It's not really a person, um, but the new most expensive car is now, um, hang on one second, I'm pulling it up, um, $19 million. What? What is it? For a Bugatti. Good God. Um, I won't go it fast. It is the most expensive new car ever sold. Ricky Bobby. Um, I mean, this thing looks pretty sick. I mean, at some point, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend thirteen million dollars on a car that goes fast. Like this car better cure fucking cancer. <laughs> okay. Shit, that does look kind of sick though. Like, I mean, it, if, if it doesn't have the cure of AIDS in the fucking trunk, I don't want it. Uh, but this thing has got moxie. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, if I was a billionaire, I'd definitely yeah. think about buying it. Not even gonna lie. But I'm not. Uh, yeah. Uh, my moxie is of the week is gonna be um, LeBron James, who has um, the balls to continue uh, to like not play defense for the Lakers. And just continue to talk about how outside distractions are are getting to the team, whereas like I'm pretty sure it was like the team lost, and then like immediately he posted on Instagram about how he had this achievement about passing passing somebody on some list, but it was just kind of like he's getting a bit hypocritical, and I think at this point the Lakers are going to tank their season. And it's kind of irking me because I think Lonzo, LeBron, and I think it was Kuzma or Ingram, those three have played a combined like 13 games or 21 games together, or no, 19 games together, and it was like a 13 and 6 record. So, and I'm a big Lonzo Ball fan. Uh, big baller. Shut up. You're not a big baller. You can't. You can't call him a. Yeah. Stay in your lane. <laughs> you want to shut up? I'm trying to finish this. Uh, but um, Lonzo was the key uh, because of his defensive play and because of his. Uh, he's just a team player and. Uh, He's been gone for a long time, and we've missed him. But LeBron was also out for a month, and even though I think he creates drama, uh, we definitely do need him. And I think Lakers fans, I think a while ago, realized that this was a warm-up season and um, that uh, next season is going to be the fun part. But now it's definitely true. Uh, there's no coming back from how far we've gone down. So, yeah, my moxie is going to be LeBron for just, like, continuing to make excuses on why uh, the Lakers suck and how he's a big part of the problem, but he kind of refuses to admit it. But, uh, yeah. Um, So... What's going to happen is we're going to stay up for another two hours or so. I'm probably going to shoot, keep shooting video. And um, uh, 
hopefully, hopefully catch some catch some ghosts in the act. Uh, yeah, but, but at the same time, <laughs> I kind of just want to sleep. Like I'm tired, but uh, we're gonna try. We got to get this bread, bro. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, but uh, I'm just. Ready to see what happens tonight. Um, it should be interesting, and we will probably give an update or two on Twitter if anything major does happen. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up this episode. Uh, just want to say thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next Friday with a new episode. Uh, we'll be back with Bigelow. And hopefully I caught a guest on this podcast. Hopefully we had a special guest come in. Yeah. If, if you guys hear a voice in this podcast that we didn't catch, let us know. Because I probably won't be listening that closely because I'm tired. So, All right. Thanks, you guys. See you later. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! <laughs> The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here! They're gonna need to send in the net!